1: If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only four ninety-five a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
2: Well, hello, Malcolm Nance. You're all the way in Ukraine. How is it there? It's very stark in your room.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes. It's terrible here. If I was to turn it around, you'd go, wow, that's a nice room. <laughs> 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 this is the only wall that doesn't have a painting or something on it. And, uh... <laughs> oh, well. You know, I know everyone has been watching the news, and I've been here several days now. Um, You know, and I've been here with um, my buddy, uh, Terrell Starr, who is the host of the Black Diplomats podcast. Mm -hmm. Awesome guy. I mean, he's a a black guy. Yes, he dresses like Santa Claus. I'm not joking. He wears a red coat with a white fur collar. Oh, I (laughs) want to see
2: pictures of that. (laughs) or,
1: Or an elf that has turned into a pimp. Uh so he uh he is actually an expert on this region and I've done his podcast, Black Diplomats Podcast, several times. And uh in December he said, uh, you know, I'm going back to Ukraine in January. And I was I said, I'm coming. He goes, All right. And uh and I, I came over to assess the situation. I'm I'm doing it on the ground fact finding mission for my think tank, the terror asymmetrics project. Mm-hmm. And um you know, using my my skills to get in a feel for the situation that's around Ukraine. So right off the top, Ukraine. I mean, Kiev, Kiev is the capital city, which in Russia the Russians call it Kiev. Okay. The locals call it Kiev. Uh, the this city is the size of Baltimore. It's got three million people yeah. uh, in the in the metropolitan area. It's very big. My hotel is right off Medan Square, where they had their their revolution uh, that threw out the pro Moscow government that was holding them back from becoming a democracy. And that was holding them from wanting to lean towards the West. And the, the guy who got kicked out, by the way, was the guy who was paying off Paul Manafort. <laughs> right. Yeah. Donald Trump's campaign manager, Dirty Paul. And so, you know, I'm, I'm in this metropolitan city, which is bustling and lively. And very, very, very Western. I've never seen so many Teslas and Porsche Cayenne <laughs> in my life. But that's that's not true. I've been to Hollywood. Yes, that's you've been right, to Beverly Hills though. at least once. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, plenty of those there. And uh, it's a very, it's a very Western place. Yes, it has parts that are you know uh, traditional, uh, but it's a it's a Russian and Ukrainian speaking country uh, on both sides. But. There, this is not a city at war. I've been to many, many cities that were approaching war, and I've been to cities in war. And the, the, as you're watching the news, you would get the impression that that's what's happening here. That's not what's happening here. These people are not concerned, because they have their own geopolitical considerations that they know. They they know Russia they have been at war technically in the southeast for eight years. Right. So to them, they've already had the, the drumbeat of war. However, what's going on around Ukraine is an order of magnitude different. And I'm wondering whether it's a little bit of head in the ground syndrome. Hmm. Hmm. OK,
2: because um, uh, the president was speaking today that he's sending troops. Where did he say we sending? Uh, to I believe traffic? Romania and Poland. Romania and Poland. Now, I assume he's got NATO's blessing for that because he wouldn't do it unilaterally.
1: Well, I recall that last August there was a lot of discussion about the United States not being prepared for the collapse of Afghanistan. Right. And it would only be prudent for the president of the United States to preposition airlift and mobility forces in Romania and Bucharest or one of the other NATO bases because Romania is a member of NATO uh, in order to do a very fast non-combatant evacuation if it looked like the situation was going to go critical the american embassy has evacuated its dependents they evacuated all non-critical staff i think the last are leaving on thursday um you know we still have a presence here um we have national guard troops that are training ukrainian forces uh nowhere near the east right right uh but You know, and there also is a very big American presence here, dual citizens as well, but you wouldn't know it if you came here, okay? I mean, I went down to Maidan Square, the first thing that happened is Sergei the bear, who smells heavily like cigarettes, came (laughs) up and started giving me hugs, and uh, you know, so now I have a picture of a bear eating my my head, Uh, (laughs) but... And, you know, it was worth the $7 <laughs> that I paid him, you know? <laughs> he, he, was, he was worth it. That's You know, if I had, had a bottle of vodka, I would have given him that, too. But there was a, a pro-nationalist uh, demonstration mm-hmm. at Maidan. Um, you know, they have their giant I love Ukraine sign there that you can get your selfies with. And the department stores are open. Zara is, is doing a booming business, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and... Uh, You know, the Turkish hookah bar is full of people. This is not as to what you're hearing Uh now. That being said. Right. Right. All right. I have been tracking over the last month and and laying out in fine detail through many open sources where the Russians are really deployed and how they're deployed. And do they have capacity to reinforce, rearm, refuel? Can they bring on follow on troops? Because Ukraine is not an empty country, okay? It's got an army, and it has an army, even though it's low tech. Well, the Taliban did a pretty good job with just rifles and mortars, right? Kidding. These guys are nationalists. They are ready to fight, and they may, you know, they may lose the air war and not have total air supremacy, but they have more than enough capacity to make an armor assault on this country bloody and painful for the russians mm-hmm. so you know that has to be part of the factors that putin has but putin is moving an enormous amount of forces uh into uh eastern or sorry western russia along the ukrainian eastern border and now we're seeing a very very large amount of airborne forces and and light infantry forces and other motorized infantry right you know motorized rifle brigades going into belarus that puts them only two and a half hours from Kiev, mm-hmm. straight run right. that is if it was unopposed and since i've been in several wars where you know people fight and they fight hard it would be a two three day full-scale slob down to the capital but then again you would be talking about the airport would be destroyed communications would be knocked out heavy jamming would be going on we saw you know Rob Lee from uh, the Foreign Policy Research Institute and and some civilian open source intelligence people identified uh, jamming trucks uh, that um, that are designed to stop the radars of you know the synthetic aperture radars of our JSTAR's aircraft that can track the JSTAR can track a motorcycle. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It can track every vehicle literally moving in Ukraine Uh uh-huh uh the first gulf war we devastated the iraqis because we had that because j stars would be downloading data straight to the ukrainians you know so the russians bought that strategic jamming equipment here that is what we call an unambiguous intelligence indicator they don't just move it because they're moving other forces they have goals so what is it going to happen no Nobody knows at this point. It's up to Putin. The question is, can he back down from this? Because right. he's not getting any concession. We're not going to turn Ukraine over to him. And we're not going to dr- withdraw NATO back to the you know German borders.
0: Right. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, into one platform, one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. accessed from anywhere, you cut the cost of maintaining Multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one of a kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. NetSuite.com slash Miller. NetSuite.com slash Miller. One more time, NetSuite.com slash Miller.
2: I, I read somewhere that the they're bringing blood supplies too to the Russians, um, so that they're prepared for people getting injured. I would assume that doesn't sound like a good sign.
1: (laughs) Well, there are a lot of train movements Mm -hmm. all around the country. And there's two ways that you can look at these. There are a lot of Russians with, you know, car cameras, and you see hundreds of these videos of, of train convoys, armor convoys, vehicles, um, that could literally be a strategic deception campaign Mm -hmm. to where the Russians are moving trains one way and moving them back the others, you know, or they're putting them into bivouacs out in the field without the forces, without the logistics behind them. But moving blood is also one of those little indicators that you could make slip at a party, right? Right. And, And have it actually happen, actually get that. And it looks like they're doing something that the logistics chain requires my big thing is food Uh water fuel and not the stuff that's in the eastern military district or the southern central military district i mean moving from around russia but when the ammunition moves by the thousands and thousands of metric tons and you know then you're getting you know that stuff you don't want to put back in the bunker
2: right yeah right um now representative lee and jayapal uh obviously like most people, myself included, don't want to have a war with Russia. But Terrell uh, Starr tweeted, and you answered him, the framing ignores that Moscow is the aggressor and that NATO is involved because Russia has long threatened many of the alliance's ex-user and satellite members. I mean, is Putin that... I know he's got problems at home, (laughs) and that's part of the reason he's doing this. Um, Is there a way for him to get out of this with, with saving face with his people at home? Do you think?
1: Well... You know, the propaganda is so strong there. I had a friend of mine uh, who's, who's a Russian national called her mother. Uh-huh. And uh, she asked her mother what she thought about the situation. And the mother said, Oh, it's terrible that the United States put weapons into Ukraine and now Russia has to move forces down there to protect against the American attack that's coming.
2: So they're hearing, they like, like we did with Cuba. In- They're hearing like they have
1: one source of information in Russia. Right. Right. Vladimir Putin and his cronies control the news media. Right. So to them, you know, it's it's whatever Moscow says it's happening. Whereas the reality is they moved one hundred and thirty thousand troops here. And we're going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are all these troops going? What's the objective here? Right. If he wants to get our attention, he's got our attention. If he wants concessions. Like I said, big concessions like he will ask for us to withdraw back essentially to, you know, to the Polish borders and abandon, abandon Ukraine. Well, Ukraine is working their way into joining NATO. The big problem here is that the thing Vladimir Putin is most afraid of is not American Javelin anti-tank missiles, believe right. you. Um, although those could devastate his armor columns. And that could make it look very bad on television yeah what he's really afraid of is this nation is a functioning democracy it's overcoming the corruption that paul manafort got paid off at. there's a very large pro-moscow contingent of people here that you know and these people under putin want to go back under essentially putin's new iron curtain and he putin is definitely afraid of this country infecting russia with democracy Mm -hmm. and that's why he wants to i'm wondering whether he thinks it's worth it to just cause a trillion dollars of economic damage you know and due to syria what he's done to eastern or due to eastern ukraine what he's done to syria which is bomb every hospital bomb every fire department kill all the police and make your life devastated until you have an occupation force come in I do not know. No yeah. one knows. Wow.
2: It's frightening. I mean, I, I, I can't. And, I can't. And,
1: and Putin seems to have his finger in all of these pies all at once. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. And that, that's, that's, yeah. that's frightening.
2: And I can't imagine when that he gave his go on.
1: When he gave his speech the other day, fifty percent of it was about the, econo- the you know, the economics of him uh, trying to bring Hungary which, of course, is now leaning towards straight fascism. Mm-hmm. You know, Tucker Carlson's broadcasting from there, right? Yep. Uh, to bring Hungary into this and, uh, you know, saying, you'll have essentially free gas and fuel from Russia trying to splinter NATO. Right. Look, you attack, NATO's going to consolidate, Finland and Sweden will join NATO. They're not members of NATO, right. but they now understand 30 nations supporting anything Russia does is better than us supporting ourselves alone
2: very very true Do you, i mean biden just got us out of afghanistan i doubt he wants to get us back into even if it were a short war any war right now uh, that's my it wouldn't
1: be a short war it wouldn't no it would not see that's what's wrong no and it will affect everything <laughs> right in your life i mean it's literally a dictator mm-hmm. invading a foreign country that was aligned with the west right that was working with the united states wasn't a member of nato but can you allow that to happen you'll throw all these people into essentially russian slavery he's already done it in belarus he has his dictator up there he overthrew the election and now he has russian forces poised to come down from the north very quickly um you know in belarus so what's next what if he decides well you know romania really shouldn't have been part of that or maybe he'll just take he'll isolate and want to just take Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia,
2: right.
1: who are made up NATO members, if he goes by the calculation that NATO won't fight. We're not here to fight, but you know what we can do? We can take five, 10,000 Javelin missiles, which Russia is very afraid of, and make them fall off a truck at the, you know, the Ukrainian border.
2: Right. All right. Well, on that wonderful high note, thank you yes. so much. I feel so much better about everything. I
1: do feel better that you're there. Yeah,
2: I do feel better that you're there and stay safe. But have yes. fun. Have fun in Kiev. Oh,
1: believe me, I'm having fun. I'm going out tonight for drinking. Good. But, All right. Uh, only two. Only, only two. two in a combat zone. boy. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Malcolm. I'm to go find a combat zone. Have fun. <laughs> stay Bye. safe. Thanks,
2: Malcolm. Bye. Bye. Bye.